0: Welcome to The Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trendlines. Travel brands no longer rely on pretty pictures and guest reviews alone to market their products, and they no longer wait for magazines, newspapers, or others to tell their stories. Some brands now take the lead themselves on telling stories and creating relevant content in order to engage potential customers. Marriott International has been a pioneer in this area, launching its own studio in late 2014 to create content for the company's brands. This team has produced short films, launched a digital travel magazine, and overseen programming on Snapchat, Medium, and more. In this week's episode of the Skift Podcast, we speak to David Beebe, Marriott International's Vice President of Global Creative and Content Marketing. He has more than 15 years of experience in the entertainment industry. David joins Skift Senior Editor Greg Oates and me, Associate Editor Hannah Sampson.
1: Hi, David. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Pleasure to be here. I'm in, the, I'm in the hot seat. I like it.
1: Welcome. So the first question is obvious. It's just, you know, why? Why such a significant foray into content? And, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, you um, talking about this equation, sort of content, community, and commerce. And if yep. you could just sort of provide some context around that to get started.
2: Sure. I think, uh, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. I think for us, we understand that in order to, you know, for any brand really to engage with next gen travelers, in our case, um, they are not um, engaging with anything that's interruptive in nature, um, anything that interrupts an experience. Um, So we, you know, we want to be a provider of content to them that entertains them or informs them. I think you can't argue with the numbers in terms of traditional television, banner ads, things like that. So the strategy is really us recognizing one that, um, for us to be relevant across the portfolio of 19 brands, we need to deliver, you know, creative and content at the right time, right place, right device, all of that. Um, and that's what you're seeing in, in so many different formats. Um, I think we've had great success in doing it because when you think about it, travel lends itself to content creation and storytelling very naturally. Um, whether it's as a brand, an experiential brand where people are, Having business meetings, you know, at, at family reunions, weddings, whatever it may be, our hotels across the world are really platforms where experiences happen every day. Um, so that's opportunities for us to create content, to inspire people to travel. It's opportunities to engage with our consumers while they're on our property like we do with our GoPro partnership um around UGC. So that entire that entire travel journey um and customer journey for us, um, it just it's in a world of of content itself. So it's it's very natural. And then of course, um I, you know, also I think we have been an innovative company um starting in nineteen twenty seven as a, a root beer stand in Washington, DC nine seats, um, JW Marriott and Alice served root beer. And once it, they realized winter was coming and nobody wanted, uh, nobody's probably gonna want cold drinks. They went down to the Mexican embassy, learned how to make hot tamales and started serving hot food. And then, you know, that that's how Hot Shops was born. Um, went on to serve food in, in the airline industry, World War II. Um, so I think there's just those things combined, marketplace, shifting media strategy, and really I think us as brands saying, look, we, we need to engage with these people. They're very important and be where they are um, and talk with them instead of talking at them.
1: Okay. So in terms of the overall business strategy now in terms of driving eyeballs to the, to the Marriott portals, the Marriott social media, in terms of um, driving conversion, um, direct bookings, that's where this idea of content community and commerce comes into play. Is that, is that yours? Is that something that you sort of have driven at Marriott?
2: Yeah. I mean, we developed that, uh, that strategy in house, I think as a global marketing organization that we set up over two years ago, um, Karen Timpon, our global marketing officer, coming from Disney ABC, um, coming out of the media business. I worked with her there. Um, it's content is one part of that strategy. There are certain things we're doing. You know, we do a ton in the digital space. Uh, we do a ton in buzz marketing and portfolio marketing and loyalty marketing with our 55 million reward members. So content fits into that. And I think when you look at sort of the purpose of content, it can be um, many different things. In some cases, it's just us introducing a new brand like Moxie. In some case, like with Marriott Traveler, it's intent and search and it's getting people into our world, informing them about what to do in a city, where to go, and then saying, oh, by the way, we just provided value to you. We also sell hotel rooms. We know you're you're looking to travel. Don't you want to stay with us, essentially, right? So um, the, there's different... Um, some of it has immediate booking activities. Some of it is brand building. Some of it's brand engagement. Some of it's shifting perception. Um, But there certainly is a a strategy behind what we do, why we do it, how it's putting heads in beds, how it's driving revenue into our hotels. And we've got some great examples around Traveler and even on the other end of the spectrum, the short films um, and everything in between. So we're able to show how storytelling, creative and content is actually doing all those things, plus a real ROI on the business. Okay.
1: So we can... Um, you know break down into some of those aspects with different um, content vehicles that you've put together as we go through this but maybe the, we had one sort of overarching question too that we wanted to touch on and that um, you've talked about how GoPro and Red Bull have been inspirations from a business model standpoint from a, a brand communication standpoint um, could you talk a little bit about what you want to pull from those two companies what you think they do so well
2: I think um well look I mean Red Bull got its start uh way ahead of anyone else, right? They were whether or not they intended to do it or not to launch a media company, they did. Um and I think they just started making content. They realized, look, we've got all these experiences, events that we're part of. Why not film them and make content? And then YouTube came out and so they sort of built it at a different time. But it is sort of the go to example. And now, you know, GoPro Studios is a completely separate operation business in Los Angeles versus the corporate headquarters um and they have no responsibility for actually selling cans of red bull um so i think there's a lot of different you know between that gopro is a great example of a consumer product as a media brand um again it lends itself to content creation that's what the device does so why not create a world um ecosystem in there and that's what we're trying to do again that idea are we're much more than just a hotel there are platforms where experiences happen so how do we keep people in our world through content, through events like we do with Universal Music Group, how do we keep drive loyalty and really engage consumers and that sort of one-on-one personalized content um, and be relevant to them?
0: Speaking of relevance, what have been some of your greatest hits, and how do you define like what would be a great hit for what you guys do in your studio?
2: Um, I, look, we've had we've had a lot of fun over the past. You know, two years building it and, and, and playing everywhere, um, and, and doing everything that we've talked about from the short films, webisodes, even to print to the magazines we do to the TV shows. Um, I think, um, it, it's hard to say one hit because they're all, um, they're all hitting the, what we wanted them to do in a sense of what the strategy was behind it. Um, and they're all so different. I think when you look at travel, um, we could develop and produce and distribute content uh, across every um, across travel, and then all the reasons that people do travel and their passion points like food beverage art music fashion all of those things um, but I, we're not going to compete against a travel channel right we've got we're very strategic we're targeting a certain type of customer a certain uh, next gen traveler with with content so I think um, we're, you know, we're super proud of everything we've done. So we're proud of leading the space. Um, certainly M live is a great example of, you know, real time marketing, social media brand newsroom. We've launched at headquarters. We've launched in Hong Kong. We'll open up Miami and London, um, this year as well. And really, you know, it goes back to the idea of building that one to one relationship with the consumer around experience. Um, And that's what MLive does. It listens to what our consumers are saying. It listens to pop culture opportunities for us to engage authentically, not in every conversation that's out there like a lot of brands try to do. Um, But again, and go back, travel is always that backbone. But we have that opportunity to engage in a lot of different conversations um, in all those different verticals uh, because we're in that space naturally already.
0: And for those who don't know who are listening... M Live, describe it really quickly.
2: M Live is uh M obviously stands for Marriott, right? Live. Uh, the idea it's publishing at the speed of culture. It is real-time social content um across our brand. So it's uh it's a big glass room that sits in headquarters, um, has a bunch of technology where we're pulling in all kinds of data from Marriott.com, Marriott Reward members, obviously social. Um, uh, social media listening platforms, uh, Sysmos, Ticker, We've got a lot of partners in there bringing all that data together to tell us what's happening in real time across multiple channels. Um, what people are saying around the brand. So in, in the room sits essentially a news director, if you will compare it to a live news broadcast, um, who is looking at everything coming into the room. We're making decisions in real time around content to put out. Uh, we're trending or tracking trending conversations and saying, Hey, not about our brand but some there's a trending conversation around food or beverage or art or fashion how do we authentically become part of that conversation without you know trying to insert ourselves into it um, and then just in travel news in general. And then obviously we're in there monitoring Mara International as well. Um, we have MEC, our media agency sits in there. So we're monitoring media in real time, performance, changing media on the fly and creative on the fly as well based on real time data that's coming in. So it's, it's that idea that we're, we're listening to what's happening um, in that space. And in, in a lot of cases, it's not just reacting, it's actually getting ahead of it and being predictive and being able, and, and partnering with people to look at predictive data of, of how do we even start the conversation? Um, but that idea that look, our, we are a global business in 82 countries. Uh, our hotels operate 24 seven marketing is no longer Monday through Friday eight to five. Um you know we have to be there uh listening and and responding obviously customer care is handled by a separate team, but we are connected to that team out of Omaha, so they give us their cloud data so we can see what calls are coming in what people are talking about um so it's a really interesting room where as a large organization, you know three thousand plus associates at headquarters, the nineteen brands plus Mary wars you've got about 10 to 12 people in the room at any time, that's the one place where the organization becomes very flat. Right. And it's multiple teams from multiple organizations all working together. And it literally is a, a newsroom um, energy in there of, of people saying, Hey, something's happening. What's the brand that's going to engage? Decisions are being made. And um we're staffed um, now almost around the clock at headquarters. Um, but when we're not in there, Hong Kong picks up and monitors the US stuff. Um, you saw that certainly around events that we activate as well. So Super Bowl, Emmys, anything that we're involved in, or where there's going to be trending conversation, perhaps. Um, you've seen what happens when a brand doesn't reply coming out of the Super Bowl. Um, and takes hours and hours and hours to reply. The internet goes after them. <laughs> it says, where are you guys? Huge missed opportunity. Um, so it's really about, you know, being connected and there's a huge thing that happens. Um, I think it's super relatable to all of us when, if we take the time as a consumer to tag a brand, um, you know, set aside the complaint side of an issues like that, customer service. But if someone takes the time to say, Hey, having a great time at the wedding at Marriott or, you know, an event at the addition in Miami, whatever it may be, And they get a response from the brand almost instantly. It's like it lets the consumer know we're listening. We're there and we are there for them, you know, should they have a problem. Our customer service team will take care of that. But the idea that we're there, we're connected to them. And I think that's a huge um, thing psychologically to know that, um, you know, there are people listening on the other side. Okay,
1: just we wanted to ask one more question going back to the, the GoPro and the Red Bull model. You know, a lot of their content is of an extreme nature and it, it you just kind of have to point a camera at it a lot of times in terms of the extreme sports. Or they've created these, you know, amazing campaigns like the guy jumping out of the, you know, the uh, stratosphere, stratosphere yes. right? Yep. a $7 million campaign. Um, but now in Merritt's case, we're wondering, and not just in Merritt's case, but in the whole brand content conversation there's a lot of cynicism that a brand can't be authentic or that um the the content itself is feels too contrived or it's it's not engaging um can you talk about how you address that subject in terms of making the content not come across as a commercial
2: yeah, I think we, we spend a lot of time on that. We do it in a couple of different ways. First, again, I go back to what's that space that a brand wants to own or be part of the conversation. For us, it's super easy to figure out travel. right? We want to be the world's favorite travel company. And then again, all those things that you do while you travel. We want to create experiences and content around. Um, you look at another company like GE. It's like they do an amazing job in content marketing. Um, and engaging with consumers and they you know they took some time to figure out what's that space they want to own and it's innovation and education uh, and that's how they programmed and built out um, you know they they make everything from jet engines to, to widgets and everything in between so i think first it's for us uh you know travel so that's a space we want to be in that any brand should figure out uh what are they, what conversation do they want to, what world do they want to create? Um, we approach it, I think, very differently than a lot of brands do once you figure that out. One is all of our creative is developed in-house. Um, meaning the, the the strategy part of it is developed from a sense of, okay, we want to create a short film, so we decide on the format um, what brand it's going to be, what we kind of want the story to be about in terms of what the brand's about. So to Bellman, we went through that exact process when we first did it. It was, um, you know, a a luxury business traveler, traveler, an art dealer, um, so we that's how we sort of crafted the top line of the story. And then what we did is we went and we go find the right creative partners and we partner with the Hollywood storytelling community to create the story from scratch and enable them to do what they do best, which is tell stories. And there's a key difference when you do that, because what a lot of brands are doing is they decide they're going to do this and then they go integrate themselves into someone's existing story and it becomes an integration. Um, and the consumer knows that, Right. So for us, we are developing all, everything that we've done to date has been literally developed from scratch, whether it's scripted. The script was written where the hotel is a character. Um, you'll never see in there, you know, welcome to the JW Marriott. Here's your key card. Let me show you your amazing room with the great views. Like that does, that doesn't exist. Um, consumers are smart, but if you tell them a good story, they'll engage with it and visually they'll experience the hotel and the brand. Through the story and the imagery, um, and you create a story world, and that's what we've done with you know many of our films, and especially Two Bellman as a franchise property. With Two Bellman One being shot in L.A., the JW there. Two Bellman Two in Dubai. We'll go on this year to shoot Two Bellman Three in Asia, um, and then we'll we'll see where we if we do a full feature, uh, we get to that point. But I think it's for us there, There's that key difference at partnering with the creative community versus people pitching us, Hey, I have a travel show that just happens to have a hotel in it. We'll integrate you and give us money and we'll go to your hotel. I'm like, No, no, no. we'll do that. We'll create the story and we'll own by the way, we'll own the IP. Right? Um, so to your question, there's a I think there's a good conversation out there. It's, at the end of the day, isn't all content branded? Isn't all content supported by a brand it's in one way or another? If you look at live programming television shows, they're all paid for by brands through integrations.
1: So I think the question here is, we're talking a lot about tone, we're talking about nuance, we're talking about you know, pushing a message at me and sticking the brand in my face versus telling a good story. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying is that because Merit is creating it from the ground up and it's very clear that the story comes first and the, the brand is there, but you're not gonna be able to engage customers you're not going to be able to get customers to share content unless there's value in the storytelling itself and by owning it and building it from the ground up that's how you're able to control that
2: is what it sounds like yeah you 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 build as your brand as a character into the story um and the great stories do engage and i think what um you know people don't recognize unless you come from sort of the ad tech world is you look at You know, the film's five, six, seven million views on YouTube. That's five, six, seven million data sets that I have on viewers now that I can retarget, that I know who they are, that I know that they watched the film. I know that they did or did not go to a website. All their other data, they were able to match on the back end and then retarget to them. So the film, the films, the content, again, all different strategies and purposes in there. Um, but, the really interesting part is, and the reason we put a lot on digital is because we're able to look at all that data um, and then engage them further down the funnel or wherever we may be in that cycle. Um, data plays a big part in, in our content decisions. It played a big part in launching Marriott Traveler, how we chose the three cities. Um, so it's it's a big part of everything that we do. We're just not producing. We could produce you know thousands and thousands of shows if we wanted to, right? But everyone's doing that. So, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been pitched from uh, some, a producer. I have a travel show. I'm going to go to 12 locations around the world and discover the best food. I'm like, that's been done. Like, like, why would we do that? Um, what's the... So how do we make that different, right? And that's why we really do develop everything from scratch. And we don't integrate into um, other people's creative. Um, obviously, we work a lot with influencers, too. Uh, that we can talk about, uh, which is a whole different strategy in itself.
0: But we'll never see like Marriott on Modern Family or Uh, A like the Bachelor or something, or never say never.
2: You you will, um, and we do have a a team uh, that does that kind of business in LA. That um, you know those are productions are coming to us. Uh, They are either they're looking for space to shoot in a hotel. Um, If the creative aligns with the a brand, then the brand uh, you know essentially they are paying us to shoot at our hotel. That's a sales activity. Um, we'll do that all day long. Um, in some cases, the, br- it's just a, we don't, in some cases, the creative doesn't align with any of our brands. They just need a hotel. So we'll say, okay, you can rent the space, but the brand don't involve the brand at all. So it's not identifiable with the story. Um, so you will that, uh, you know, a great example that's actually coming out soon. We, um, the solely the movie about captain solely landing the plane here, uh, in New York, um, you know, he and the crew and the passengers all happened to stay at the Courtyard and Marriott's afterwards, along with all the investigators. So when they were writing the script, um, uh, for the movie, they came to us last year and they said, look, Clint Eastwood as a director doesn't work with brands. Right. Um, and so, but because this is really what happened, authentically part of the story. We would like to work with you guys to actually have the brand be part of it because they did stay at the Courtyard, they did stay at the Marriott, um, and so we worked with them extensively um, to to produce their movie. And a, the majority of the, a lot of the movie takes place in the hotel hotel conversations. But again, it's done in a very authentic um, way. So we do do that, but that's like a sales thing. That's not an original production um, sense.
0: I, this is probably an early question, but with the Starwood, um, merger, I don't know if the word is pending or on the horizon or in the (laughs) works. Um, do you look at those brands that will soon become part of your family and think like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do with element or Weston or the W are you, are you already have wheels turning about the larger family of brands or are you waiting until all of that is a done deal?
2: Um, no, we do. I mean, we are absolutely excited about the the merger, the, the acquisition. Um, so we are. We think it's it's great news for us. It's great news for consumers. Um, so I think once it, you know, we expect it to be completed this summer. So it still has to go through the approval process. But we are um, looking at everything that we can look at now um, and figuring out, uh, you know, how we want to integrate. But I think from a story perspective. Um, you know, they've done a great job at building some great lifestyle brands that naturally, again, lend themselves to storytelling and content creation. So my team is like, when can we start? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we want to, we want to go to their brands and start making stuff. And th- and they've done some stuff in the content space. Um, so we're excited to, you know, have them join the company. And and again, again with thirty brands, you know, we we have nineteen now, and we're just starting. Like we haven't even done content for. A lot of the brands yet, um, so we are still scaling, and we'll spend years doing that um, as new new platforms come out, new channels, new content types, new apps, whatever it may be. So there's um, there's plenty of work to do, um, but we're super excited about it. So speaking about channels and apps,
1: can you just talk a little bit about your strategy, about how you align or how you develop and strategize certain content um, with respect to different channels? And is that something that's evolving, becoming more sophisticated since you started a year, year and a half ago?
2: Yeah, it is. Um, I mean certainly we are we look at all of the apps, the channels out there. For us, it's about building an ecosystem um across multiple channels and really a big owned ecosystem and owned platform, owned media. Uh so you look at Marriott.com today, uh, you know, pretty big website, 40 million uniques a month. It's the world's seventh largest retail website in terms of commerce. Um, it's in 10 languages, it's a ton of booking traffic coming through there. Um, so what's the opportunity for us with all that traffic to essentially those consumers every day to engage, either use content to get them there, or once they're there, use content to get them to book a room. And then after they book and keep them there, um, you look at 55 million reward members who log in every day to check the status of their account, their points, redeem points, whatever it may be. Um, You know, the the loyalty team is rebuilding that platform to become a lot more content centric. Um and then obviously you look at our million plus screens and hotel rooms that we push content to. So you start to add up those numbers. It's a pretty big owned media ecosystem there that we can distribute content to. Um, in terms of social channels as well. I think we um, you know, YouTube uh I I would say we are in a good place on YouTube with our, our 19 brands. They all have a presence on YouTube. Some are much more active than others because they just have a lot more content. Um, It's someplace we want to be that we believe in, that we partner with them. We're doing a lot on, you know, with Facebook still, especially in the ad tech space, our digital team um, is doing a ton with, with Facebook, really cool stuff in there. Um, And then we're trying new stuff like Snapchat, you know, Snapchat has been around for a long time. Um, not not a long time, but a long time, at least for for me or someone in the space uh, who was on it when it you know, first came out. And um, I, I, you know, we don't, um, there's new, I think I was just actually having coffee with someone that works in the space and there's like 700 plus social media platforms, apps out there, whatever you want. And it's like, it's, there's so many. And so... We're very strategic on where we want to be and which brands. Um, so with Snapchat, we launched Merit Hotels. We did takeovers with influencers. Uh, we really gave them free reign for three or four days to take over the Merit Hotel Snapchat channel, go into a city, discover it, meet their fans, um, performances, explore, discover whatever they wanted to do. Um, and that was actually from a platform and engagement perspective, the most successful thing we've ever seen. Um, in terms of, of them driving traffic between their channel to the Merit Hotel Snapchat across Twitter, Facebook. And they created this world where they just kept people engaged. And so continue to do that with Merit Hotels will bring other, um, brands onto the, that platform. Um, and there's, a, there's a lot out there. Obviously we're on the, you know, Facebook and Twitter and, and all of that. But I think, um, one thing we do, we don't run to every new platform that comes out. Uh, I just got an email the other day from uh, some random person who said, Oh, I just registered the name Marriott on some new social app. Do you want to buy it? (laughs) It's like, no, I don't even know what that is yet. Like, um, So, uh, but you'll see a lot of brands, you know, the part of the the challenge and the problem is something new comes out. There's all this buzz about it. And then the brand goes, uh, Oh, we got, we, that's, that's where everyone is. We got to be on it. We got to be on it. And so they do something on it and it doesn't work. And then they, everyone goes home and they're sort of defeated and frustrated because typically there's no strategy and there's no, what was the purpose of being there? Um, and I think in general, with certainly with content marketing, with branded content, whatever you want to call it, it, you go back to that three C strategy. It takes a long time to build up that community. We're fortunate because I'm walking into a company that's got all these loyalty members already just sitting there, right? That I can engage with content. Um, in many, many different ways. So there's this built-in platform that's helping us as, a, as sort of a media company already, in a sense, um, to engage with versus building it from the ground up, like building, you know, but that, that's what we're doing on YouTube. We started all the channels from zero subscribers. Um, some of them have a lot, some of them don't. Again, all different types of content. So now it's just a game of of scale. But you really have to have a team in place and an executive leadership that understands this is, is a marathon. This is it's not, you know, you don't Go out, create some content, put it on Facebook, Twitter, and then everyone comes and stays at your hotel or whatever the the brand may be. That's not how it works. It is, it is really building um, trust and a connection with that person, um, and that and that takes time. Like any friendship, you meet someone, it takes time to develop, but the longer you spend with it, the deeper that relationship gets. I remember you talking. I think it was on LinkedIn about the
1: idea of content marketing is like dating. You can get the first date, but how do you get the second date?
2: I, yeah, I said uh, content marketing's. Um, like dating, I think it's something of you. uh now I forget what I said. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that if if all you do is talk about yourself on the first date, there won't be a second date. Um, and, and that that's true. It's like you, even when you meet someone, you don't want to. You know, you you want to provide the way that relationships grow is by providing someone value. Um, whether that's information, it's education, it's entertainment. Those are the you want to hang out with people. Uh, that do all those things for you and, and vice versa. And that's how friendships develop. Um, and people will argue, well, brands aren't people and blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's, you do have brand loyalty based on sort of experiences at the hotels in, in our case that you have where you stay. Um, and so hopefully we want our marketing to, to match that as well. Okay. So in terms of building community, in terms of scaling, this,
1: this is really interesting here because two Bellman two, which came out 11 days ago, is at 5.7 million views so the original two Bellman, which came out 11 months ago is at 5.1. So two Bellman two has done more business, done more views in 11 days than the original did in 11 months. Um, But some of that ties into how it's on the Emirates um, platforms, correct?
2: Some of it, it goes back to Emirates is a partner of ours. They helped, they were in the film. We um, put them in there, they enabled a story. Um, So, They are distributing it for us on their own platforms, but specifically on YouTube, one of the reasons it's done, um, I think, better than the first one is the first one was the first one we did. There was no audience for it, right? As I mentioned, those are 5 million people, 5 million views, data that we have on. So now that I had a built-in audience, essentially, for Tube Element 2, I can now retarget the 5 million people that watched the original one, and it's a world they know. Um, so that instantly helps. Um, obviously, the paid media strategy, um, because it's a global story, it's a little bit wider. We're, we're trying to appeal to our source markets that actually go into Dubai, so we want to present them the film so it's not as as targeted in terms of a US like the uh, first one was, because it was based in LA. Um, and then our owned channels uh, that we're using from Marriott.com to promote off the homepage page to the 55 million reward members, to social channels and everything in between. Um, it's really activating um, that audience that we already have where we didn't actually do that with the first one. Okay. Also,
1: I heard from internal uh, Merit PR that something that was a little different with 2Bellman2 2 2 also was it was trying to target maybe a more upscale, more luxury market. Um, and also, you brought in sponsors that um, engaged that group to me Emirates, and Mercedes-Benz. Is that something that we can expect to see more and more
2: of yeah i think also you know creatively what we did was uh we also took half the story and put it into the city where we shot it so the original two bellman was all shot in the entire hotel in la um what we learned uh one of the things was that if we're going to be in the city let's showcase the city and take the story out of the hotel as well um what that does is a couple of things for us it allows um perhaps some of the story that the brand may or may not be comfortable with necessarily to take place outside of the hotel, right? In two Belmont Two, we didn't have that problem, but it, it gives us that freedom. Um, It uh, as I mentioned, we shoot in iconic locations in the city. um, And so that either when someone's watching it, it triggers a memory that I remember when I was there and I want to go again. Hopefully they stay with us or I've always wanted to go there, or I recognize that building in the case of Dubai. A lot of iconic locations there that people see um, inspires them to travel. Um, so after we we started doing that with French Kiss, which we shot in Paris, and then with Business Unusual, which we shot in Chicago, um, and then obviously Dubai. And then when we go to do 2 and 3 in Asia, once we pick the city, uh, we'll obviously showcase that city. That brings in partners. It brings in tourism boards. It brings in other brands that want to be part of The story world that you're creating and from a luxury sense of the jw brand um it does we align with the right partners that they have already existing
1: okay and i think um we talked before about french kiss where after the film came out you created some packages around some of the content that was in the film um for the hotels to sell and that those did fairly well i think
2: yeah, it, it goes back to that idea. I think that no content should have a dead end, right? Again, a lot of brands, they create something, they put it out and it's like, they go home. And it's like, how are you continuing to capture that audience and bring them back in your world or engage them further? Um, so one of the ways that we do it, we do it with derivative content around the films. Um, all the films have their own websites that you would expect like any film to have with all that, but we create these sales packages. So there's the, French kiss sales package. So you watch the, you presented the film. Um, Once you watch it, you presented the package or in the about description, there's many ways to get to it um, depending on how you're watching and on what device and how we're targeting you. You know, what you do is you get to experience the same thing that the people in the film did. So you get to experience hotel, obviously you get a great rate in many cases, you get some sort of a special arrival package, meet the GM, tour of the hotel, uh, more storytelling engagement there with the consumer. And then we typically put something in the city together so you get to experience all the places that we shot um, the film in the city and, and other things as well. Um, with French Kiss, that particular sales package in 90 days uh, drove $500,000 plus revenue to that hotel, specifically the hotel where we shot it. Um, So after that, we started creating these sales, these packages, these film packages for people that are watching the films and engaging with them. You too can experience everything you saw. And it's sort of this, we're going to give you a curated experience of Chicago, of Dubai um, at a great rate. Stay with us. Um, And that's where the selling part comes in. But they're okay with that because we provided entertainment value to them first. And they want to do it.
0: Did that come as a surprise to you right after French case came out?
2: I planned the entire thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the sales package, uh, we, we did it and we didn't know if it was going to work. So, I mean, it did come as a surprise that so many people engaged with it. But I think it goes back to everything we just talked about is why they did it. Right. We didn't try to sell them up front. I didn't say, hey, come to Paris and see this and stay at our great hotel and our rooms look like this. It was like, let me give them something of value first, entertain them, get them excited about going to Paris and then say, I know you want to travel. Guess what I have? A nice hotel. And you two can go see everything you saw in the movie. Um, so it did extremely well, continues to perform today. And so it is a strategy moving forward, but it's a, it goes back a great example of content is just one part of a global marketing ecosystem, right? Just don't go make stuff, put it out and think you're going to, it's going to go drive all the revenue. You got to, how are you activating around it? How are you creating experiences around the content? How are you driving loyalty? What are you doing on digital? Um, that all connects that world that keeps them in your world or, or leads them to other content. So much of what's done, it's like, great, you made a webisode series, but that's all you did. How did you capture the data? How did you re-engage with them later?
0: Is that how you have managed to get buy-in all along from the top level? Um, Because it's not like a same old, same old approach, did you have to really make a case to the C-suite that this is how we want to do it and bear with us, it'll work out? Or were, were they into it from the very beginning?
2: I think they were, you know, into it from the, the very beginning. A lot of it is, uh, the company that was built by the merits. Again, an, an innovative company, always trying new things. There's a great book called Without Reservations that, um, J.W. Marriott wrote that tells the history of the company. And you look through the, you know, the history of the company. At, at one point, they owned all these different types of companies from like telephone companies to alarm companies to a cruise ship to, um, an amusement park at some point and then realized, Hey, we're really good at, hospitality and food and beverage. Let's stay there. But so there's always, there was always, you know, that it's an environment of trying new things. Um, with Arnie Sorensen, our CEO coming in, um, you know, first non Marriott family member to run the company, really understanding, um, the power of marketing. Um, and then uh, karen coming in, our global marketing officer, um, us all coming from media. It all sort of just aligned. Um, but it also was you know, of course, we had to sell it in a sense of, look, consumers are over here, they're not engaging with traditional marketing, right? You can't argue with those numbers. people are skipping television ads, not that television doesn't work, right there's value if the creative's good, and you caption at the right moment, live events um uh, from an advertising perspective, but you've got so many screens going on like what we're trying to do is get their attention. And when you're just creating creative out there that screaming at them, look at us, look at us, it doesn't work, right? So um, how do we continue to be relevant? Um, so they they really understood that, I think. Um, so that mix with the innovative environment has allowed us to do what we've done and also show how it's driving heads and beds, right? We've been fortunate, those those sales packages and also showing how we're at Traveler, people are reading content in booking rooms as well. So um, now it's just, um, uh, you know, scaling it across and continuing to build it. So that's a big
1: question you brought up there is getting heads and beds and sort of that journey that the consumer is going through, engaging content to where they click buy. But there's always been a, you know, a real challenge determining what that attribution model is. You know, I might look at some content on my uh, smartphone. And then two months later, I'm looking at something on the desktop and these are all building my ideas to book with a certain Marriott brand. And then, you know, two weeks later on a different device, I click buy. But there's no way that Mary can sort of track that journey through the different types of content to when I buy. Or can you,
2: or can you determine parts of that? Um, We can, Um, I think. You know, there is uh, a massive amount of data out there. Um, There's no way to hide (laughs) whatever you do on any device. There's a company that knows about it. There are companies that is taking all that data, matching it on the back end, right? Obviously, we don't, uh, you know, personal identifying information, like all those laws and regulations. But um, there's, it's pretty interesting what you can do when you look across all the digital networks and, and match what people are doing and their behaviors across device, across platforms, channels, um, and how that can all be matched up. So um, it's even on our app. Um, there's a bunch of features coming out, much more personalized features. Um, knowing when you get to the hotel, know you know being able to choose. You know, like you would on a plane, change your room, choose a room, choose a seat type of thing. There's all this stuff that's happening that, that begin rolling out, really creating a personalized experience. And we're doing the same thing with content. So from Marriott traveler perspective, we are able to tell, um, uh, using, um, really basic cookie information that somebody came to the site. They got to a traveler article within a 14 day window. They booked a, a room. Now, um, to your point, there are they may have done a lot of other things in there, um, but a lot of the data we have, we are able to uh, show how traveler content is um, either driving direct revenue, people actually reading a content and booking a room right away, or within that time span, they engaged with a piece of traveler content.
1: Right. So we're talking about Traveler.com right, right, with the four cities, right. which I was yep. going to get into. Just yep. that. Okay, but just backtrack quickly. Say I'm watching, I'm on my iPad on the train and I see something on Twitter that talks two women too I watched that movie on the iPad two weeks later I'm on my laptop and I thought you know I need to get to go to Dubai I'm going to book the JW Marriott because I remember seeing it on the iPad two weeks ago but there's no way Marriott can know that because I watched it on the iPad has led to me booking
2: we can actually. Or can you? That's, no, I, I think there there are ways that we do it. Not you know, not always hundred percent. But I think that you look at once we know that you watched it, we can re we're retargeting you already. It's the same thing. You know, Overstock does a fantastic job with this. I don't know if you guys, but I shop in Overstock every day. And <laughs> they are very good at what they do. From a data, it's the same concept of e-commerce, right? It's tracking what consumers are engaging with and retargeting them with other content creative messaging. And they do a fantastic job of, hey, you were here and you, you left something or you, know, you wait long enough, you know, get 10% off. <laughs> I figured that part out. <laughs> um, but they, they've got it down to a science. And I think, again, it's about that personalized experience. But so there are short answers, yes, we can track and attribute um, how content is in many ways either part of the process or in some cases, directly, you know, really with the sales packages, we know that someone watched the film and and booked the room. Um, now there's some lag time, but we across device, we are tracking what people are doing. And in many cases, just like um they do, overstock, we know that, hey, they in the morning, they got a text message from a friend and said, Hey, let's go to Miami. um, Maybe that person started Googling hotels in Miami from a search Google perspective, we're going to pop up based on what they did. You know, we do again, content is just one piece of it. Um, Whether they get traveler content or they're getting something that digital teams doing around content or um, marketing to them. um, And then they got pulled into a meeting and then they go to another device. There's ways to follow consumers that way. Again, that is not personally identified but we can tell what they're doing and we can continue to it, sort of bring them down the funnel. And then maybe that content piece comes in as part of, of that. So, Okay. So going um, back to Marriott Traveler then, um, I guess it's been
1: a little more than a year or maybe around a year where you launched um, traveler.marriott.com uh, with three cities, Chicago, um, New Orleans, and Orlando. Yep. And just recently UAE is now on there. A ton of content. Um, just can you sort of, Explain, you know, what you've achieved so far with that, how you've achieved it. I know that um, all of the content, um, different category pages will link then to the booking engine on Marriott.com. Um, but maybe just talk a little about what you've learned and what you've achieved with that portal.
2: Yeah, the the idea and the strategy there was using destination content originally to, you know, inform people what to do in a city. Partner with local journalists. Um, we partner with Contently. And other providers to tap into a network of creators in the city. So it's all authentic content. It's not us sitting in Bethesda writing the five things to go do in New Orleans. Um, and different types of content, whether it's infographics, articles, video series with like influencers like Sonia Gill, um, and across different verticals, travel, lifestyle, business, leisure, food, beverage, art, fashion, all those things. And so, um, we didn't. So that was the intent. We know people are searching what to do, where to go in a city. Let's pull them in. Once we get them in our world again, give them value, in this case, inform them, and then say again, oh, look, there's all this booking around you. It just happens to only be 19 brands. It's no different than um, Travel and Leisure any other travel publication out there. Um, it just happens to... We're only marketing you know, across our portfolio to them, but it's providing a lot of the same content. When we launched, though, we didn't... Say, we want to go be everything to everybody. We specifically chose three cities um, very strategically. We, we looked at data from Marriott.com of what are the top, what were the top 10 um, cities searched or booked in a certain amount of time on Marriott.com. We partnered with Google to look at data um, uh, that they have and partnered with a few other people to also say from all the cities out there, what are the top 10 cities in the US that have the least amount of content? talking uh, about them. We paired all that together and we got to the top three cities and that's how we chose those cities to launch with, to go create content. Um, In 90 days, that did book, and this is based on cookie tracking, was 7,200 rooms, um, which is pretty good for a, a proof of concept sort of editorial magazine only around three cities which really was only limited content. It wasn't that much. We were putting out one or two new articles a day. Um, so this year we uh, are redesigning the entire site, uh, which will hopefully launch in the next month. Um, it's expanding beyond just destination content um, into um, different types of editorial, you know, interviews with celebrities and fashion pieces and art and food. And so it's pretty easy to tie a, a influence or celebrity or what you know, to any city. Um, So it's all, it could be based by city, but we've, uh, we're launching it uh, globally. So we just launched um, UAE in partnership with, uh, well, part of two Bellman. So there's 30 plus articles that are out now and then we publish new every day, again, partnering with journalists that are actually there um, writing about the city. Um, We'll we'll launch in Europe. We'll uh, launch uh, multiple languages as well this year um, and continue to scale it across the top destination cities.
0: Can you give us a heads up about anything else new that you guys are working on that we'll see coming out in the near future?
2: New. Um <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh webisodes coming out. Um different documentaries we continue to partner with influencers to create content. Cause I think influencers are the new networks of your world. They're your new ABCs, NBCs, CBS. They bring everything a network does. It's, you know, they bring the audience, they bring the creative, they bring the ad sales on their end. Um, and so we continue to work with them. Uh, short films will continue. They mentioned two bellman three in Asia. Uh, we'll look at some of our other brands this year. Um, Traveler content. There, there's just so much that we're doing. Um, I think, um, you know, from a real time perspective and and I think Snapchat for us is going to be a real place of growth, um, because it's Snapchat you're creating, if you're on it, you're creating content in real time and that's how we live our lives through moments. Right. Um, and you are, so if we can be part of that journey of moments in an authentic way, um, not by inserting ads into your experience in Snapchat, but by, partnering with the creators that are on it that you're following and engaging with already, um, I think there's a lot of success there because people are experiencing it in real time. So um, I think we'll shift towards that idea of that campaign start and end will kind of go away. And it's that always on. I think there'll be a lot of growth in that area. Just
1: talking about but you brought up um social media influencers. Yeah. And one of our best performing stories to date, um, talking about hospitality content marketing was the launch of the Do Disturb campaign with Moxie Hotels. Yes um so you're working with a, a social media influencer who's in bed with a bunch of other social media influencers some of this is pretty risque some of it's really silly it's all fun you've got you know Taryn with a black leather whip that she's <laughs> snapping, snapping in the bed so um obviously this is going after the millennial audience that's what this brand is all about can you talk about some of the challenges that it maybe took to go to make it as edgy as it is and just how, what type of response you've gotten so far
2: yeah I think uh you know do not disturb we uh moxie's a new brand um so open in Milan we built a a, a room inside like a, one of those big tractor trailers, so uh we put it in l a at the youtube space partner with Taryn too because that's where all the influencers are creating content anyway talk show format, bring her friends, built an audience for us. Um, Very edgy, but that's what the brand's about, right? And so to be true to the brand, even part of the Marriott International family, we don't want to offend um, anybody in a sense of, you know, certain areas we're not going to go. But um, to be true to the brand, what the brand's about, the content needs to, to match it. So um, I will. Uh, I'll tell you. Um, those did get some refined editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some footage that's locked away. <laughs> um, but Taryn did a fantastic job of of finding that balance. Uh, we did. You know, we spent time um, finding the balance for us. Also, as Merit International putting it out, um, and actually, we're bringing Taryn back to do more of them. Um, she's actually going to be opening up the um, doing a big event and activation and content for us when we open up the Moxie in New Orleans. Um, so she aligns with the brand naturally too, right? so everything fits so they performed well. Um, that's all an authentic audience in terms of views. We didn't put any paid media behind it. So we wanted to see tapping in just to a built in influencer. So not a huge audience, but in terms of engagement, um, the completion rate on those videos was like 80% or higher. So that showed us, you know, it's not millions of views, but we targeted a very specific audience, um, and they engaged with it, and they liked it, and the the response was there, and they were commenting and sharing it. So um, we'll continue to do that, and we'll, as more Moxies open, we'll put some more paid media behind them. Okay, and just one last question, super <laughs> quick, but we had talked about this a couple of years ago,
1: um, just in terms of new audiences, and you did Business Unusual for the business travelers to begin to engage them. What about the meetings and conventions market? Do you plan on doing any content directed at that?
2: Absolutely. I think if you look across the company, so we've launched meetings, imagine, which is our new marketing platform for meetings and meeting planners. Um, <clears throat> so we are working with that team to create content. Um, we are doing a ton actually in HR, right? Which um, there's really interesting space from an employer brand, your brand. You know the place where you work as a brand in itself, where we're creating content. So we've partnered with people there to create all types of content. So it's not just in the marketing space. We are creating content in all of those worlds. Small business. Um, we're partnering with Bill Ransick uh, to create a bunch of stuff in that space for us. And entrepreneurial. We're doing stuff in food and beverage um, that may or may not be tied to a particular brand, but it's more about the food and beverage lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I mean, short answer is yes. We're we're programming. And creating content in all those different areas targeting those different segments as well not just business travelers so there'll be stuff in family there'll be stuff in leisure there'll be stuff in in meetings and events weddings is going to be a huge place for us um and you think globally like you look at how different weddings are from different religions to different countries and the looks that, and the color they have and the food and you know some weddings are three days so they last forever. Um, so there's all these stories that we can tell. So yeah, we'll continue to expand into those different verticals and different things that people do while they're at our hotels. Okay. Well, we could easily talk to you for another two hours. <laughs> but you
0: have a lot to do, it sounds like That's, it's fun. fun. Yeah.
1: So yeah. well, thank you for going. Thank you. Thanks for having
2: me.
0: Thank you so much.